I salute you this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, whoever liveth and never changeth and has saved us with an everlasting salvation and is coming for us soon. And he reigns at the right hand of the Father in heaven until then. Open your Bibles with me for an opening passage of Scripture to Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. We will never get this day again. It's a gift to us today. We're in health, we're in strength, we're assembled in the house of God. Let us give him the next four hours as well as we're able. Eagerly, passionately, attentively, let's love him and his word, his praise, his worship, and his saints. Hebrews chapter 13. Let me read seven verses to you beginning at verse 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. For the bodies of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without the gate. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city but we seek one to come. Amen Amen and amen. Amen. Verse 8 has no verb or predicate, so how is it a sentence? By an ellipsis, which we've learned in studying our Bibles. There's an is that should be understood there. Jesus is, in verse 8, the same yesterday and today and forever. But there's no verb, but you understand the verse perfectly. Jesus Christ is the only continuing person that you know. I'm going to disappoint you by variableness. Your spouses will disappoint you by variableness. Your children, your parents. And for the Jews, they were disappointed by no king continuing, no prophet continuing, no priest continuing. But we have the Lord Jesus Christ, the same. Our spouses sometimes cannot count on us wondering what kind of a mood a spouse might be in at the moment. Children, the same thing with parents with a boss on the job. But when it comes to our relationship with God, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He went through in his humanity a state of humiliation on earth and then glorification and coronation in heaven, but none of that is going to happen again. He is the same forever, glorified and reigning at the right hand of our Father. And so verse 8, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Everyone else will change, but not him. Verse 9 mentions divers and strange doctrines, and they are Old Testament doctrines, things pulled out of the Old Testament, because the comparison in verse 9 is grace and meats. Grace equals the gospel of Jesus Christ. Meats equals the law of Moses and all of its ritual ordinances. 
We don't want to be carried away with those things. There are people today being carried away with tabernacle. You can go online, you can go onto Google, you can go onto television and find ministers that are trying to promote the tabernacle of the Old Testament and its furniture, as if it can shed light. How can you shed light with a shadow? Everything in the Old Testament, we're told by the New Testament, is a shadow. You can't see details by a shadow. You need the reality. We have the reality that created that shadow. We don't go back to the shadow to try to identify the reality. So they talk about the tabernacle and its furniture. There are Baptist churches today and other Protestant churches that celebrate the Passover. Jesus is the fulfillment of the Passover. He's going to pass over us when we stand in the great day of judgment by his shed blood, not by the blood of a lamb for those coming out of Egypt 4,000 years ago. There's dietary laws that are followed from the Old Testament scriptures when the New Testament tells us we're not bound by those meats. We can eat whatever we want. Every creature of God is good and to be received with thanksgiving. Lord, thank you for pigs. We love pigs, Lord, because they give us bacon and salami and sausage and ham. Yes. They, they want to celebrate the Sabbath. So there's a whole denomination a whole cult in the world called the Seventh-day Adventists. Every time I read David Cloud, a man that I appreciate some of the work he does for Baptist pastors, he's always talking about the third temple being rebuilt in Jerusalem. We don't have a continuing city here, which brings me to the fact that Jerusalem is something that we have left behind as a relic. Our Jerusalem is above. The Jerusalem which is above is identified by name as the city which is above in Galatians chapter 4, in Hebrews chapter 13 right here, and in Hebrews chapter 12, the chapter in front of this. There's Holy Land tours. I want to go to the Holy Land. But it's the one up there. It's the one Abraham was looking for, not the one down here. There's nothing holy about that piece of sand. Lord, save us from such relics of the Old Testament. The Reformation that is described in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 10, where it says that those Old Testament things were imposed on them until the time of Reformation, and the Reformation was by Jesus and the apostles that changed the worship to what we're doing this morning. Verse 10 of Hebrews 13. Our altar excludes the Jews. The Christian altar. Paul is writing to believing Jews and telling them, We have an altar that those priests that are in Jerusalem serving around that altar don't have a right to it because they've denied Jesus Christ. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. Verse 11 and 12 describes the Day of Atonement, the special single day during the Jewish calendar when the high priest made his one trip, his one annual trip into the Holy of Holies to sprinkle blood there for the sins of the people. But those particular beasts were not burned on the altar. They were burned outside the city of Jerusalem. And so verses 11 and 12 tell us that are burned without the camp. Verse 12, wherefore Jesus also, to fulfill the shadow of the Old Testament, he died outside the city gates of Jerusalem on a hill called Golgotha and Calvary. And so Jesus fulfilled that Old Testament type shadow in the Day of Atonement. Verse 13 and 14, the apostle appeals to that. 
Let us go forth, therefore. If Jesus went outside the city of Jerusalem to fulfill his role as the head of our religion, let us go outside the organized camps of religion, especially the Jewish camp, bearing his reproach. If he was reproached and mocked and ridiculed as an imposter and a blasphemer operating by the power of the devil, that's how he was reproached by the Jews. Let us suffer name-calling ourselves and go out with him and be outside the camp. For here, here in this world, we have no continuing city. We have no denomination to befriend us. We're alone with other believers of like precious faith, but we seek a city to come. And it's the heavenly Jerusalem that's going to come down out of heaven and occupy the new heavens and the new earth. And the Lord Jesus Christ will reign there forever and we with him. We have four hours. We'll have a break in the middle. We're going to sing. We're going to pray. We're going to preach. We're going to listen. We're going to fellowship together. We have four hours to give the Lord Jesus Christ the worship that he deserves. Unhappily, we change he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Some Sundays were more zealous than others. Some Sundays were more focused than others. He's always zealous. He's always focused. He never forgets us. Let's give him what he deserves today. Amen. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, we bow in our hearts and we bow our heads and we lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting before thee. We thank thee for the gift of thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday and today and forever. In him is our trust for all things in this life and eternal life in the world to come. We thank thee, Holy Father, that we live on this side of the cross for you reserved for a better thing for us than even those illustrious heroes of he Hebrews chapter 11. We thank thee also that you said that without us, they would not be perfect. Right. And so the whole family of God is being prepared to dwell forever with you in heaven. We thank thee for the hope of the gospel. We care for no city on earth, we care for the heavenly Jerusalem, which is above and which is the mother of us all. Heavenly Father, we pray that you will bless us this day. As we have prayed as men this morning in the back room, O oh Lord, send thy Holy Spirit down. Send him upon us. Stir him up within us. Fill us, O oh Lord, with thy Spirit, that we might see and know and hear and understand and love the Lord Jesus Christ more than ever before. We thank thee for him. We thank thee that you raised him from the dead. We thank thee that he was not ashamed to leave the city of Jerusalem and die without the camp. We're thankful that he took the reproaches of God upon himself, and he's called us to do the same. He was hated by the world, and we shall be hated as well if we follow him like we should. We thank thee for him. We pray that you would stir us up and that you would keep us in the way of righteousness. We are prone to wander, Lord. I feel it. We're prone to wander. Keep us, Heavenly Father, by your grace and your might. 
And let us not wander into the congregation of the dead out of the way of understanding and the way of life. O Lord, direct us into that straight gate and narrow way that leads to life. We thank Thee that You have loved us individually and personally, those that believe on Thee to the saving of their souls. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for individually and personally loving us and putting our names in the book of life and ascribing them in Your palms and sending the Lord Jesus Christ for us individually. And that Thou art divisible in Thy care for us, that each of us might have the infinite God to walk with, and Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Oh, Father, we are touched and moved to see the great multitude in the five porches of the pool of Bethesda. But Lord, you saved one man there. And we thank Thee that You have saved us, and not for anything in us, but because we were the more hopeless of cases. And we thank Thee and bless Thee. Heavenly Father, we pray for all Your servants around the world today that the Word of the Lord might have free course and be glorified. We pray for the strict and particular Baptists of England and Australia. We pray for the Reformed Baptists around the world. We pray for the Landmark Baptists, the Sovereign Grace Baptists, the Primitive Baptists, and the Founders Memorial section of the Southern Baptists. And we pray for all those preachers, Lord, who are not attached to any denomination, who serve Thee alone and bear Thy reproach. We pray for them. Bless Your servants this day, whatever name they're under, wherever they might be found. Give them strength. Open the Word of God to them. Defend them from their enemies. Give them great wisdom. Give them foreheads of flint. Let them be bold and help them to make the gospel manifestly plain and to use great plainness of speech. That thy sheep, thy people under their care might be fed this day and grow up in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee for America. We live in a blessed place. We thank thee for Thy deliverance of us 75 years ago on Wednesday evening, we thank Thee still today for the multitude of blessings that we have and the freedom we have to worship Thee as we do this day. Preserve it, O Lord. Forgive the sins of this wicked nation. For the sake of the righteous within it, save this Sodom and Gomorrah. Grant peace to this Babylon that we might plant vineyards, build houses, marry our children, and see them grow up able to worship Thee without persecution or fear. Forgive us our sins. Have mercy upon us, Lord. Forgive us our spiritual slothfulness. Forgive us our dullness this morning. Forgive us the coldness of our hearts. And see within us that there is a desire to give Thee our best this day and help us do it. That Jesus Christ might be honored and glorified. He who lived for us, died for us, and ever lives to make intercession for us. Let us learn of him today. Let us humble ourselves before him, and let us follow him with great zeal. It's in Jesus' name that we offer up this prayer, trusting thee, Holy Father, that by the Holy Ghost and the Word of God that is established forever in heaven and settled there, that you will lead us and guide us this day and lift us up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.